Today is Thursday, the 21st of September, 2023. We come to practice and train in samadhi, this peace and collectedness of mind, to bring the mind to be firmly established in right samadhi, sama samadhi. This gives the mind strength and energy, which is important. This quality of the firm establishment of mind Something essential helps us to understand the Dhamma. So we have restraint in virtue and sila, and this supports samadhi, and samadhi supports wisdom. So these are the benefits. And then wisdom in the mind gives rise to vimuti, or liberation. So the fully self-awakened Buddha cultivated mindfulness and samadhi to completeness in order to contemplate, to completely destroy the defilements. Then the Buddha taught his uh, first exclamation that the house builder has been destroyed, the rafters and ridgepole have been dismantled and destroyed which is ignorance, craving, and attachment have been destroyed, dismantled, the structure has been taken down, the house builder has been seen, the house has been destroyed. So no more craving, attachment, or ignorance, no more building of houses. Houses here means lives, means becoming into lifetimes, whether it's the realm of sensuality, the realm of form, or the formless realm, the realm of form and formlessness being Brahma realms. In the realm of sensuality, there's six levels of heaven, the human realm, and the realms lower than the human realm, like animal, hungry ghost, asuras, and hell beings. So all house building has ended. So no more lives, no more becoming, no more becoming into a human state, no more becoming into a heavenly state, no more becoming into a Brahma state. It's all destroyed. So this is a teaching the Buddha gave as an exclamation, the first exclamation after awakening, which you call a udana. And afterward, the Buddha taught for 45 years, taught the Four Noble Truths. And in the end, the Buddha gave his last teaching that for the bhikkhus to perfect themselves in heedfulness, to bring heedfulness to completion. Because if we have happiness, we have everything in its fullness and completeness. We have everything we need or want. But still, old age, sickness, and death come every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year. And in the end, they destroy this body. But if the kilesas have yet to be destroyed, then ignorance, craving, and attachment take the mind to be born again, born again in this long cycle of samsara, the cycle of birth and death a cycle that we can't see the beginning of. It's many millions and millions of lifetimes. 
been wandering around for a long time, and future lifetimes they keep going on endlessly as well. It's like a very long string that's been all knotted up and tangled, for instance, five meters long or so, and it's in a thick tangle. We can't find where the ends of it are. Or in this modern day, many of us have uh, experience with uh, phones and earphones, and the earphones are just about a meter long, but if we put them away, if we don't put them away well, then they get tangled and knotted up. So if a string is very long, you put it in a big container and you can't find the ends of it. So you see that every birth is filled with suffering. So we contemplate to see the drawbacks of conditioned formations, these sankharas, which are of the nature to degrade. And then you keep getting born and died, born and died, born and died, over and over. Just like Diga Naka Brahman, a long-nailed Brahman, a nephew of Venerable Sariputta, the foremost right-hand disciple of the Buddha, he was looking for a pure place to die, a place where no one had died before. And he went to Vulture's Peak, the mountain of Vulture's Peak, and he thought that would be a pure place to die. He thought that no one had died there before. But there he met the Buddha, and the Buddha told him that you yourself have died here many, many times. And hearing this, Diganaka Brahman felt very disenchanted, because he felt that he had found a place where no one had died at all. But then he found out that even he himself had died there many times on that location. So he felt dispassion, disenchanted. Then the Buddha asked, well, what views does Diganaka Brahman hold? And he said that he wants happiness and doesn't want suffering. And he thought that this view of his was good. Then the Buddha asked him, well, do you like old age, sickness, and death? And he said, no, I don't like them. And the Buddha said, well, when you get them, will you have happiness or suffering? Then Diganaka Brahman understood. He understood that, and he accepted old age, sickness, and death as normal, as natural. And he was able to see the Dhamma. So seeing the Dhamma, it's not difficult. We just see that which is normal and natural that materiality and mentality arise, stay for a while, and cease. So we see this materiality and mentality arising, staying for a while, and ceasing. But we don't see it. We don't have the wisdom. Because there's that which covers over the mind, obscures the mind. So our vision isn't clear. So we contemplate the body, and we think that it's self. But for instance, we take some of our blood and put it in front of us. Or maybe we've given blood before, like 500 cc's of blood. And we give it away like that, and we see that it's not self. Or we don't think of it as self. But we think that the blood inside our body is self. Or we take it out, and it's not self. 
but still the blood inside the body we think of as self. Or we eat food and that enters the body, or we take it as self, we think it's my blood. So we see that this attachment is very fast. So we see that the wisdom of thinking is not able to destroy the defilements. We need the wisdom of meditation, of mental cultivation. We need the mind that has samadhi and peace. So may you set your hearts to train and practice like this in order to see the Dhamma. So may you contemplate that life is uncertain, that death is certain. May you contemplate death often in order to abandon greed, aversion, and delusion. But in whatever case, may you cultivate wisdom, may you practice, practice generosity, and recollect the goodness and merit that you've done. Recollect this all the time, continuously. But practice generosity and virtue. And when you give, the mind can go to a heavenly state. This is the cultivation of merit. And you recollect that. So you practice generosity and virtue. And one who has a mind of merit and goodness like this, is able to go to heaven. And as a deva, one has hiri and otapa, fear of the consequences of wrongdoing and moral conscience. So may you cultivate merit, do this goodness, may you strive in your practice. In the end, wisdom is able to arise, and then you can see the Dhamma. So may you all set your hearts on this.